0: If there is anyone out there who still doubts that America is a place where all things are possible, who still wonders if the dream of our founders is alive in our time, who still questions the power of our democracy, tonight is your answer. To restore prosperity and promote the cause of peace. To reclaim the American dream and reaffirm that fundamental truth that out of many we are one. That while we breathe, we hope. And where we are met with cynicism and doubt and those who tell us that we can't, we will respond with that timeless creed that sums up the spirit of a people. Yes, we can. Thank you. God bless you. And may God bless the United States of America.
1: That was then. And in a big speech from Mr. Obama, actually his first at the U.N. this week,
0: this is now. Those who used to chastise America for acting alone in the world cannot now stand by and wait for America to solve the world's problems alone.
1: In the words of the news agency Reuters, Obama told the world the U.S. can't fix it all alone. So really, as Obama gets acquainted with his new position as commander-in-chief, the slogan is feeling more and more like, no, we can't. Welcome to another edition of the Bible in the News with John Billington. It can be humbling when you realize that you don't quite have all the power and influence you thought you had. Much of what Mr. Obama talked about changing before his presence in the Oval Office now seems a little more out of reach than he first thought. In Afghanistan, the Taliban is proving much more resistant than was ever thought it could be, and even changing the health care system seems to be an uphill battle for the poor man. But more importantly for us, as we read our Bibles, is the Middle East. In relation to the Middle East, even the BBC says that Mr. Obama has suffered because of the expectations that his own words have aroused. I... Personally, I'm beginning to suspect he has not been too well acquainted with the words of the prophets, or at least he has not been taking the time to tune into the Bible in the news. In the book of Daniel, and chapter 4, Nebuchadnezzar had a hard lesson to learn. He was to be put into the field to eat grass like an ox. He had to do this until he knew that the Most High, it says, ruleth in the kingdoms of men, and giveth it to whomsoever he will. So when Nebuchadnezzar had put in his time in the field, it says in verse 34, And at the end of the days I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted up my eyes unto heaven, and my understanding returned unto me, and I blessed the Most High, and I praised and honored him that liveth forever, whose dominion is an everlasting dominion. And his kingdom is from generation to generation, and all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. And he doeth according to his will in the army of heaven, and among the inhabitants of the earth. And none can stay his hand, or say unto him, What doest thou? And at the end of all his ordeal, he says, Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the king of heaven, All whose works are truth and his ways judgment, and those that walk in pride he is able to abase. Well, the initiative taken by the new administration in the U.S. to bring about peace is failing and failing fast. The best they have managed to do, really, is get a token handshake for the cameras from the two sides. This week, Abbas even says uh, he sees no prospect of renewed negotiations unless Israel halted settlement expansion and agreed to withdraw from the West Bank, Gaza, and East Jerusalem to the line of June 1967. This is something he knows is nigh impossible. In fact, on Wednesday, even Mr. Netanyahu rejected a return to the 1967 border. In an interview with the El Hayat Daily, Mr. Abbas stated the Netanyahu government is a real problem and there is no common ground for negotiations with it. Construction and settlements is continuing. Netanyahu is declaring Jerusalem and Palestinian refugees topics up for negotiations. So what is there to talk about? Well, this week also the son of Menachem Begin, the now Israeli cabinet minister Dr. Benny Begin, Praised Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu for not giving up on or giving in on settlement construction and said, There is no chance for negotiations while the Palestinian Authority continues to seek Israeli's dis- Israeli destruction or Israel's destruction. And, well, I mean, let's be honest, it's a fair statement. If the PA can't even bring in themselves to say that Israel has any right to exist, how can you make peace with that? Well, with all this on the background, or in the background, Obama did feel it necessary uh, at the UN to tell the audience that he was not naive about how hard it would be to make peace in the Middle East. Well, maybe he is not naive, but I think he's certainly feeling enlightened. Well, for a long time, Bible believers have looked for peace in the Middle East as a sign of the soon return of Israel's Messiah, and we here have talked about it much on the Bible in the News. Uh, It seems so elusive that some have tried to say that the passage in Ezekiel 38, speaking of peace, does not really mean peace, but just some sort of security. Unfortunately, the prophecy is too clear for that to be the case. Ezekiel, under inspiration, defines the peace. He says, the land of unwalled villages. It defines those that are in the land as... Quote, those that are at rest that dwell safely, all of them dwelling without walls and having neither bars nor gates. To me, it doesn't get much more peaceful than that. Well, I dug through my bookshelf to find the oldest copy of Milestones that I had to see what the author Graham Pierce had to say about uh, peace in the Middle East and in Israel at that point. The oldest copy I have, the oldest date I have, is 1978, so it's a copy from over 30 years ago. And what I found was, to me, quite incredible, as under the chapter on Israel, this is what was written. The scene in Israel has been dominated by the consequences of Sadat's visit to Jerusalem, leading to the Camp David meeting. The debate in the Knesset, Parliament, the Parliament, As a prelude to approval of the Camp David agreements and the agreement to withdraw from the settlements and the army from Sinai was a heart-searching occasion, and the debate went on from 10.30 a.m. on Wednesday until 3.30 a.m. the following day. For Begin, the decision was a very painful matter, and he moved the resolution, quote, "...with sorrowful and painful heart, but with quiet conscience." Agreement with Sadat over Sinai leaves the situation largely unchanged on the West Bank. Begin only made minor concessions on the West Bank. Carter tried hard to persuade Begin to allow East Jerusalem to be part of the West Bank, but to no avail. Begin insisted on the complete complete withdrawal of the American Letter of Jerusalem proposals before he would sign any Camp David agreements. For Begin, quite apart from security considerations, the West Bank provokes deep emotional reactions. It is the Judea and Samaria of Bible times, and an essential part of Israel. Begin asserts that there will be no dismantling of settlements here. Graham Pierce continues, Israel holding on to Judea and Samaria and giving up the Sinai is in keeping with the description in Ezekiel 38 that before the great northern invasion, they are a people dwelling in the midst which is the Hebrew word for the navel of the land? That was in 1978, and then since then, I mean, it's it's so so like today, so much like today, I couldn't believe it. And then since then, there has been another painful withdrawal that has happened that we know of, and that was from Gaza. Many have tried to pressure Israel and its leaders uh, since into giving up the West Bank. And this is something the Roman Catholic Church will have something to do with, you can be sure. The last people she wants to have control over the Holy Land, and especially Jerusalem and the Temple Mount, is the Jewish people. It is kind of a needle in their eye when for centuries the church fathers said the Jewish people were the cursed people and would therefore wander the face of the earth forever. And that was because they said they committed deicide in killing Jesus, which they say is killing God, therefore it's deicide if that makes any sense. But no one has managed to actually remove the heart of the land from the Jews. Even when the Israeli leadership is convinced to offer Judea and Samaria, it seems the so-called Palestinians conveniently refused. This was the case under the Clinton administration when talks were held with Yasser Arafat and the then-Israeli Prime Minister Ehud Barak. Arafat was offered... 98%. 98%. Yes, 98% of the West Bank, as well as important areas of Jerusalem. But it was not good enough, and Arafat walked away from the deal. Ehud Olmert, the last Israeli Prime Minister this week, in speaking to the BBC, actually said he offered the Palestinians the best deal, the best deal they were ever and will ever be given. But he laments the fact that Palestinians rejected the offer. In the case of Sharon, he started talking about giving away the navel of the land, and has since been taking a time out, shall we say. We can ask, why would the PA under Arafat or Abbas ever refuse these offers? The only reasonable answer there is, to me, is that it is not in the purpose of Almighty God. In the time of Moses, God hardened Pharaoh's heart, and now it seems he's doing the same thing. Unfortunately for Obama, he followed Bush down the same road of the two-state solution, and again, it is causing more problems than solutions. The truth is Rabin of Rabin failed to bring true peace, Ehud Barak failed to bring true peace. Ehud Olmert failed to bring true peace. Who else is there? Ariel Sharon failed to bring true peace. Uh, Zippy Livney, if that's how you say the name, uh, for what she was worth and the time she had, she did not bring anything to the table as in the way of peace. Uh, George W. failed to bring true peace. Bill Clinton failed to bring true peace. And anyone else you can think of. And, well, now Mr. Obama is struggling to bring true peace as well. Make no mistake, true peace will come. It will not come, however, through the removal of Jews from their ancient homeland, through the form of the same old failed policies just being pushed by the world leaders today. How and exactly when it will come, we do not know. But just as the Jewish people returned to their homeland in fulfillment of the promises, and as they returned to Jerusalem in fulfillment of the promises, all of which seemed improbable to the natural eye, so will peace come to the land of Israel by God's hand. The temporary peace spoken of in Ezekiel 38 will come, but beyond that, the true peace spoken of by the mouth of all the holy prophets since the world began will come. It will come in the reform of the restored kingdom of Israel, the kingdom that the apostles spoke of in Acts chapter 1, and for which they were waiting and we too are waiting. So may we say, yes, he can. God will be the one that brings true peace. Well, let's finish off with the words of Psalm 72. It was applicable to the reign of Solomon, but how much greater fulfillment will we see in the future? Give the king thy judgment, O God, and thy righteousness unto the king's son. He shall judge thy people with righteousness and thy poor with judgment. The mountains shall bring peace to the people and the little hills by righteousness. He shall judge the poor of the people, he shall save the children of the needy, and shall break in pieces the oppressor. They shall fear thee as long as the sun and moon endure throughout all generations. He shall come down like rain upon the mown grass, as showers that water the earth. In his days shall the righteous flourish, and abundance of peace so long as the moon endureth. He shall have dominion also from sea to sea, and from the river unto the ends of the earth. And it finishes with, Blessed be the Lord God, the God of Israel, who only doeth wondrous things. And blessed be his glorious name forever, and let the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and Amen. Thanks for listening, and join us again next week for another edition of the Bible in the News.